Hey everybody, welcome back to Pod Lasso Talking Ted with Jess and Logan. I'm Logan. Well, I lost Jess. Hello. Oh, it muted me. That was fun. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what <laughs> happened? Everything was going great. <laughs> it was going great. I uh, I tried to Google something and Hannah Waddingham <laughs> popped up on a video and then I got muted. <laughs> and I don't really know what happened after that. <laughs> I'm just going to leave this in. That's too funny. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if she's got, I don't know if it was an interview, if she's got a video podcast. I don't know. Like, I tried to Google <laughs> the name of this episode, and that's what came right up. I was like, okay, we're doing this. Uh, okay, so we are talking about season two, episode 10, No Weddings and a Funeral, uh, which is uh, such a great episode that I'm going to try really, really hard not to cry about as I talk about it. (laughs) Right? I forgot how hard the second half of this hits. I was like, oh, 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 it's so good. But yeah, oh. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it's such a weird episode coming off of the episode (laughs) that's so divisive, at least for us. Like, it, it's, I don't know, it, it, it's way more in the Ted Lasso vein, of course, but, like, we just spent this, like, bizarre night out with Beard, and then it's just like, bam, death, <laughs> funeral, <laughs> emotions. It's almost like they inserted that episode after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> was this was this one planned? What's the other add-on? Because you said we had two um, The... Yeah, I did it stop and then start back up. Uh huh. Did you? See oh that my too? god! <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where it stopped. <laughs> that's that's gonna be really fascinating. Um, yeah. Where so, did where did that stop? I'll just take it from the question and then edit it in. So, um, if it cut out anything else, I'll just figure it out. Um. All right, so do you have a funeral story, I guess, is the question I came up with. I don't know that I necessarily, like, have a story, but, I mean, I've, unfortunately, in my lifetime, I've been to a lot of funerals, and I don't know if this was, like, a sign of the times or, like, desperation or misguidedness but I attended a lot of funerals for distant relatives I think the first one I think I might have been three or four I was very young oh I don't think I should have been at a funeral (laughs) (laughs) to be perfectly honest (laughs) um but yeah I I have I have I have attended uh quite a few um they they I mean almost all of them were open casket which I hate Uh, It creeps me out to this day, probably because I have been going to funerals since I was a young child. (laughs) So, you know, just uh, just live it, live in that trauma, I guess. Um, The ones that I obviously very distinctly remember are the ones for my grandparents. And I mean, I had a a couple during COVID that I couldn't attend, which was awesome. It was great. It's a great answer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then, you know, uh, unfortunately attended some memorial services uh, for some friends that passed while I was in college. So 
was cool. Um, I, I will say I much prefer a memorial service, even as hard as those are, uh, to, to the actual funeral. I hate everything about them. I don't want one, <laughs> at least not like that. Um, so you fall in the Roy camp. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, do not. No, especially not like, do you know what they do to those bodies? Okay, this is not a good, it's not, it's not a good conversation. <laughs> no, 100%. I will be cremated. I will not be turned into plant food either because that's just weird. Um, yeah, the, the like, I want to be a tree. I mean, it's kind of. Like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't object to being a tree, but like specifically being a fruit tree, like uh -huh. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like that seems a little weird. Like uh you know, like the idea of like nourishing like I mean, you could just be buried not in a box and nourish the soil. <laughs> like also, the worms will eat you. <laughs> like, you know, you don't have to be turned into a tree that, <laughs> or an apple tree. Um, yeah, uh, I, uh, fortunately I, I have not been attending funerals since I was very young, but like I do, I had a great aunt, it was actually my godmother who died when we were, uh, Ryan and I were probably 10, like, and I vaguely remember her funeral, I remember more my mother telling us that she had passed away than I remember the funeral. Um, my grandmother's funeral on my dad's side, I very much remember, um, because, um, she was living in Oklahoma with my aunt and uncle at the time. And my uncle was a funeral director. Like he worked at a, a funeral home and they had gotten everything together. Um, and they left to come here because they were going to bury, she had her had her own plot of land and everything here and in Columbus, Georgia. I shouldn't say here. That's not where I'm at. Back where she lived. Um, actually, it was in Phoenix City, Alabama. Anyway, I'm making a long story longer. Um, <laughs> That's basically the same city. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, everybody in Phoenix City works in Columbus. It's the same place. Um, so uh, they, uh, my whole family in Oklahoma, um, came here well the body was supposed to be shipped here oh, no. well you can't ship a body without the i forget it's some government official has to basically just stamp saying like it's okay to take the body uh over uh state lines that there uh. was no foul play or anything like that well it was a small town in oklahoma um it's a state official that guy had taken the week off uh, oh. and they didn't tell anybody <gasps> No, <laughs> until my aunts and uncles and cousins are all here. We've got the funeral planned. Oh God. And the body cannot be shipped. <laughs> oh my God. That's terrible. They couldn't even go back. Like my uncle's like, I, I, I'm licensed. Like, I, you know, I, I don't want to drive my dead mother from Oklahoma to Georgia, oh. but like, I will, we have this planned. And, uh, you know, they were like, no, it has to be signed off on. And, and so it turned into like 
a war <laughs> with the state of Oklahoma. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, we went from, like, mourning, on, like, this woman we all love so much. My nanny, we called her nanny. Oh. Um, <laughs> and it turned into, like, us fighting with the state of Oklahoma to get her oh. body here. Um, it's literally late for her own funeral. Oh. <laughs> so oh my God. what was supposed to be like a three or four day trip for them, for them turned into like, uh, I think they were here for like 10 days. Wow. <laughs> Which is fortunately family here. Everybody had a place to stay, but it's like most of them had jobs to get back to, right. you know, it, it was just this whole ordeal that in hindsight was it's really really funny it was very upsetting at the time especially for my dad and his brothers oh um, yeah i can imagine oh my god it was like if we had just cremated her <laughs> we could just put the ashes in a jar drove here and had a memorial service um mm -hmm. but uh but yeah it, it was it was a whole thing i i remember i vaguely remember my uh which is weird because it's really recent my mom's mom my grandmother on that side vaguely remember her service i do remember her dad's my grandfather's service um because he was in the military so mm -hmm. they had a um we had a memorial service at a church <clears throat> but they also do the like the graveside military thing. Yep. Um, and that for my grandpa too. <laughs> I, I remember that because I, I, two things, I think the guys that came out to do, that had come out to do the service, at least one of them was not very seasoned in doing this. Dude oh, was no. nervous as hell. Damn near dropped the flag, which is like <laughs> a do not do. Oh no. <laughs> Um, and then my, it was, it was, it was cold. So it was winter. Um, I want to say it was in like January. My mom had made, uh, decided to make hot chocolate in a crock pot for everybody. Um, while we waited on them to show up and do the presentation and, and she had washed out the crock pot, but not like she had rinsed it out. So whatever she had made in there before. Like, she didn't wash it. She just rinsed it out. It was the most disgusting hot chocolate I've ever had in my life. Oh, Nobody no. would tell her. We're just oh, like, no, no, we're good. I mean, like, I she had cooked a roast in there or something. Oh, I don't know. No. It was awful. Oh. Like, I remember those things. Of course, I remember my brother's service very, very well. Um and I, we won't talk about that because uh, no, no, we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> I might, might talk about it later. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of with Roy. Like funerals are just, you know, I don't, we'll talk about it when we get to the actual funeral. So um, okay. yeah, <laughs> lot, lots of I've had so many weird funeral experiences, like. I haven't been to that many, but it's just weird to have had, like, so many bizarre ones, though. That, that is that is wild. Um, I, I don't exactly want to call, call myself a, a pro at attending funerals, because 
God, what a terrible thing. But I have never <laughs> had anything like that, quite like that happen. So. Yeah, lights so, her but, own funeral, man. <laughs> God, that is awful. I think the worst thing to come out of my grandfather's funeral, and this is slightly debatable, is the fact that I don't speak to my my cousin, my one cousin on my dad's side. We we don't we don't talk. Partially as probably just my aunt stirring shit, and she that kind of sucks that she did that. But whatever. That, that's one thing I'll say about my family. When like we will do that constantly to each other when things aren't like necessarily rough, but when shit goes down. Things just drop. Like any like hard feelings just go away. They might come back in six months, but they go away, <laughs> and everybody's just like, "What do What do you need? What do we got to do?" What that that's the best thing about my family. But outside of that, when there's not an emergency, it's constantly just like, "I don't know. Let's poke this bear and see what happens." Oh, <laughs> no, I I legitimately have not have not spoken to my cousin and dad probably almost twenty years at this point. Oh man, I hate I hate to hear that. I I hate it when it's somebody like my mom is bad about doing that. Like it's just like saying things and it's like why did you need to say that? You could just kept that to yourself. Like Yeah. I mean <laughs> now, it, now I have hard feelings. I mean, yeah, kind of. And the I mean I don't know anyway. I can I can dissect my life later. Let's let's move on. <laughs> Um, all right, so the episode opens with Sam and Rebecca in bed, full on, this affair <laughs> is happening. Yeah. Um, you know, with the, I think it's I Want to Sex You Up playing on, on the the radio <laughs> or her playlist or like, this, this episode is littered with like, cheesy, stupid songs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, it is. Um, and cut to them in the kitchen. Uh, but at least this time, everybody has some clothes on, unlike so. the last time Rebecca's mom showed up, um, oh. <laughs> which, I, I, so, oh, I I would be living, like, I understand, like, showing up to tell me that, like, that's better than a phone call, but yeah, you just keep getting into my house without ever telling me that you're coming. Yeah, yeah, that that would bother me. That would that would really, really bother me if my mom not only showed up unannounced, but then just just walked in, just just walked right in, just you know, like like at her house. I'm like, okay, yeah, like no doorbell, no knocking, no just. Makes <laughs> me appreciate my mom a whole lot more. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she would um, never do that. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think my mom would do that either. Um. Mostly because she just, she doesn't like to leave her house. She just wants everybody to come to her. But yeah, people, I can't imagine living like my life like that. And then my mom just randomly showing up in my kitchen as I'm, you know, <laughs> with somebody. Right? How awkward. And she's just like, oh, hello. <laughs> like, what? And then, uh, I mean... I don't know. I I do like the sarcastic tone because I'm very I'm down with the sarcasm. But like, <laughs> what's Dad done now? Oh, he died. Like, this is how you're telling me? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. I I feel like that's. I mean, it's uh, if we're looking at alternatives. At, at least it was in person. It's better than a text message. 
um, about someone passing. I can I can say that. I don't I don't know. It's just but it's just so uh, it's so awkward. I know it's a comedy, and so they're literally doing it for a comedic effect. But I would be like absolutely mortified if like yeah. that's what my mom had just one what she walked into, and then two what the news that she had to break. It's just like what? It's like one shock after the next. Yeah, and not even like a gentle like. Well, unfortunately, like uh, you know, I'm here to tell you that he passed away, and like nothing, just like oh, he died. Yeah. Like, What's he doing uh, now? He died. Uh, I'm sorry. What? Yeah. Um. I mean, I've I've ran into a few people since my brother passed that have been like, oh, how's your brother doing? What's he um, up to? And had to have that awkward conversation. But not one time did I ever think like, oh, I'm just going to be like, oh, he, he died. Like, I don't know. He's not doing anything now. He's dead. Oh. <laughs> so, like, I, I just cannot imagine saying it like that to somebody. Um, cut, yeah. <laughs> cut to the group discussing death. Um, and like, <laughs> I love everybody's differing opinions about like, if you would want to come back, what happens when you die? It's very brief and mm-hmm. also reminiscent of, uh, it, I know we've mentioned his podcast before, but uh, Films to be Buried With has a, a, a whole thing about you die and what's after life and all of that stuff. So, did he? Do you think he worked that into the script on purpose? Did his podcast predate this episode? It did. Um, and I feel like... Uh, I, I want to say yes. I, I feel like it's yeah. definitely something like, oh, I can work, you know, I, I kind of talk about this every week on the podcast. So we'll work this into the script and, you know, people will be, it'll be a little Easter egg for yeah. for people. That's definitely how I felt having now listened to the podcast. That's definitely how I felt, that it was kind of more like an Easter egg. I did find it funny that Roy's stance is not at all uh, what Brett's stance, I think, is. So Yeah. Interesting. He does seem way more spiritual, like Brett does, than, yeah. <laughs> and Roy is not at all. No, Roy's me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Nate wants to be a tiger <laughs> so he can... Get revenge on all the people that have harmed him in his life. Like, okay, man. Right. Like, yeah. So you need therapy. Yes. Yeah. We, we're we're gonna put a pin in some Nate things because we need to discuss. Them yeah. Later. Okay. Cool. <laughs> this is one of them. <laughs> uh, Roy going off and storming out though, and Keely going, he's on his period. <laughs> Always makes me laugh. Me too. <laughs> it just. Oh. Just makes me giggle. I love Keely sometimes. Um, and then maybe my favorite little bit in this episode, comedy wise, starts in the next scene, which is uh, Isaac demanding that the entire team go to the funeral mm-hmm. and that they wear suits and mm-hmm. not trainers, which is what <laughs> they call tennis shoes or sneakers or whatever words we use for him here trainers are yeah running shoe any kind of athletic shoe which um you know i I don't i don't know where i fall on that like i've had to wear dress shoes and i fall in love with most of them fuck that like why (laughs) are we wearing these shoes they're not comfortable 
at all. They're not supposed to be comfortable, Logan. It's for the style and the fashion. Do you think women like wearing heels? Then why are you doing it? (laughs) Stop doing it. (laughs) I mean, do you really... Do you really want to know why? This is this is gonna, this is gonna sound terrible, but keep in mind this is the statement is coming from a woman who who does on occasion wear heels. But it, we, you, the way you stand, the way you carry yourself, it just everything looks nicer and more um, appealing. Let's put it that way. Okay. Um, I Makes guess... you stand up straight, kind of. Get... Yeah. To, to quote, I, mean, I could quote a Mrs. Mazel phrase if you, if you would like it to, but this might take the podcast in a different direction. Yeah. I, I just, I, like, I've seen people wear tennis shoes with suits, and I'm like, that looks cool, man. It de- I will say it depends on the tennis shoe. I think depending, yeah, the, yeah. I think you can get, I think with Chuck sometimes, as long as they're not, like, ratty and nasty, you can get away with it. Um, Chuck, they also make Chucks, like, they have, like, leather versions. Like, you can literally get dress shoes that are Converse, which I think is kind of cool. I think they're really expensive, but I have heard yeah. of people doing that. But I don't, your average running shoe, I don't think that looks good with a suit. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, one of the doctors, was it David Tennant, wore, like, Chucks with a, not a suit, but, like, you know. I think it was uh, David Tennant. Like, just, like. You know, nice pants and a like a jacket. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm just not down with the uncomfortable shoes, man. So, <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. it it's <laughs> I have a similar thing about food that tastes terrible. It's like <laughs> we have the science. Like, why can we not like make dress shoes that are comfortable? Or like, I say broccoli, and the people always go, "I like broccoli." But insert whatever substitute, like, good for you food. Like, we have the science. Can we not make broccoli taste like cotton candy? Like, (laughs) I I don't, like, we can do all of this crazy shit, but we can't make comfortable dress shoes. That's insane. (laughs) I mean, I think you can find some brands that are better than others, but you do have to, like, pay out the nose for them, which is also wild. Um, is it Colin that's like, I don't have time to wait in line <laughs> to buy a pair of shoes in the morning. <laughs> and it's like, Jamie's like, you know, when I wait in line for shoes like this, nobody wants them. I know, I know, it made me laugh and it also made me realize that the only shoes these people are buying are like collector's yeah. editions shoes, like <laughs> limited runs that you have to like stand, legit like stand in line for to get to get a pair and i'm just like oh my gosh that's hilarious that his that's his only shoe buying experience that he doesn't realize you can literally just go to a shoe store and grab a pair of shoes uh yeah that whole exchange is it's one it's one of my favorite bits in the show period (laughs) um (laughs) because especially the way it continues with danny yeah very amusing um all right, so uh, from there we go to uh, what? Uh, oh, uh, Sassy climbing up the, uh, <laughs> which love Sassy, love Nora. I just, I don't know. I, I that kid that plays Nora. I know I talked about her in that that episode with her and Rebecca, but. She's so damn good. She is. I like her a lot. 
Um, and I, I like Sassy too. Like uh, their relationship feels so like authentic, you know? It yeah, it does. It's very believable. <laughs> and Rebecca's mom <laughs> waking up every day to never gonna give you up is maddening. <laughs> like I can't imagine a worse song to wake up to every single day. <laughs> it, it, yeah. I know. I I mean, I have no more words. <laughs> I agree. Um and then uh what is it what does she tell Rebecca? Oh, she she's like I like listening to this song. It makes me happy. And Rebecca says you're not supposed to be happy today. And it's just like, you should be happy every day. Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> like, oh my God, mom. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, we're going to a funeral. This is not, you probably should, but I mean, good on Rebecca's mom. I guess if you can, even burying your husband, if you can wake up and find some kind of happiness, then. I guess you're in a health, healthier mental state than I will ever be in. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I, me too. <laughs> and then uh, there's the scene with Roy and Keeley discussing the funeral, which I love because I love the bus driver thing. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes. Keeley comes up with this like what if you got hit by a bus what would you how would you want to be buried what would you want me to do and Roy says I want you to track down the bus driver and avenge me <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when Keeley starts talking about being turned into a tree uh, which Roy finds disgusting then there's I do like that she's like I've seen you eat a kebab <laughs> With a hair in it. He's like, it's okay if you know who the hair belongs to. Oh, my to gosh. I say no. It, it isn't. If I'm the only one here and I make food in the kitchen and I find one of my hairs in the food, still not okay. <laughs> still gross. Not going to lie. It's not yeah. something you want to find in your food. <laughs> oh, God. I love the idea that he's just like, eh, well, he's a good dude, so... You know, I just don't say anything. My gosh, really, sometimes. <laughs> but, I mean, his response is, is pretty hysterical. And, yeah, and Keely's, like, rightfully pissed because he is just messing with her. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's yeah, he's not only messing with her. I mean, he's borderline, like, completely making fun of her about yeah. what she wants, which, not going to lie, it is extremely weird, but also kind of not cool to make fun of her for it. Is it? Is, it Especially when it's not a silly discussion you're having. Like, she's mm. very, she's in an emotional state, and you're just mocking her. <laughs> yeah, which isn't good. I mean, he does say later he has, like, a complicated relationship with death, and I'm like, don't we all, though? Yeah, I mean, again, like, if if we could all be like Rebecca's mom, then maybe we like it'd be a, the world would be a better place but most of us aren't like 95% of us probably aren't you know uh yeah when, when people die it's very upsetting yes. um i i mean i've had to deal with 
uh, like just at work because dealing with truck drivers, I mean, we've got some old truck drivers several times in seven years. I've had to not necessarily deal with the phone call, but, you know, find out that a driver that I knew either well or kind of just so-so passed away either in an accident or had a heart attack in their truck or oh, and it's yeah it's still really upsetting it's just like yeah i barely knew him but somebody no finding out anybody you knew died yeah. is just like you know it's, it's selfish but you know it just puts you in that like oh fuck life is fragile every every it's just everything's horrible I mean, it, I mean, it kind of does. I mean, I've had that happen too, where like coworkers have, you know, or f- even like former coworkers, it's like, you know, you heard through the grapevine that, you know, so-and-so passed away and it's just like, oh God, that's so sad. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just weird. Somewhat knowing that like the person that you knew just is gone. Yeah. You'll never accidentally run into them again. Yeah. You know? Just kind of yeah. something about that. It's a bit sad. Um, so the next scene is maybe like we talk about the things this show calls back, but it might be the best callback in the show's history. Some point in a previous episode, Ted says, I believe that it should only take a man the time. I forget how he words it. It should only take a man. A man should only get dressed in the time it takes to listen to the song Easy Lover. (laughs) Something to that effect. Cut to him getting dressed for the funeral to the song Easy Lover. (laughs) Nice. I definitely did not pick up on that, but that's some pretty amazing uh, detail right there. I love that. I, I meant to go back and find out which episode it was. It might be in season two, but um, it's definitely in an episode. And, like, I didn't catch it until probably my second or third rewatch of Mm. the entire show. And I I was like, oh, shit, he does that in an episode. And cut to, you know, I don't know, six, seven episodes later, and he's doing it. (laughs) So... Yeah, this episode in particular, I feel like, is very well layered. We get either a lot of callbacks or a lot of things set up that we don't know are being set up in this episode. Yeah. I mean, we know them now, you and I, but at the time we were watching it the first time around, we definitely did not, so. Yeah, um, I gotta tell you, him, this is the third panic attack we see him have. Mm-hmm. Um, cause there's the one where they're doing the karaoke. There's the one where he walks off the field. Mm-hmm. Um, there may be another one, but I feel like this is the third one we actually see. Um, and it's definitely the m- one that is the most rough, maybe because he's completely alone. Yeah, I think so. Well, I think not only that, but just the circumstances, I mean, yeah, compounds. Um, because, yeah, and it's so, I mean, you know why he's having it, but just you to go from somewhat happy-go-lucky to, like, just complete breakdown, it, it's so 
just upsetting to watch and also because like I, i've done that yeah um, um i mean i agree it's it's very upsetting to watch cut to uh rupert and his new family showing up to the funeral services uh to which rebecca's like oh i'm surprised to see you here mostly because you weren't invited <laughs> <laughs> right Oh my gosh. Uh, the gall. Um yeah. And okay, so I don't know. Of course Rupert was part of the family. He knew her dad. I can see him coming to the funeral and just being the person that he is, kind of having to make himself known. Like if he were not a complete and total dickhead, he would show up to the funeral politely like say his uh condolences sit in the back leave not talk to anybody but of course it's a social event for him and but to bring your newborn child Mm -hmm. to a funeral Mm -hmm. well at least you won't remember it yeah (laughs) <laughs> and, and and to this person in particular funeral to see your ex-wife and, and it's just like dude you're such a massive piece of shit oh yeah who you refuse to have children with for the record yeah yeah, yeah I, he sucks he's a dick it, it so makes uh sassy's little interaction <laughs> with him worth it oh my god <laughs> fuck I, off and die Ripper. I think that's my favorite um, line of the entire episode. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh. uh, she, what is she? She's like, I think about your death every single day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the way she says everything is just so, like, happy about like, it. I'm going to wear red to your funeral and make, I'm going to be the light of the three people's lives there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I, I, I I love that entire scene. I love that entire scene. It just, I love it. It's so funny because I think at this point through the run, it's, it's almost like peak Rupert hatred, especially yeah. when he shows up to the funeral with the white new wife and the newborn. So it's like peak. I hate Rupert. Ugh. <laughs> and you know, and, and this isn't really spoilery, but, um, Bravo to the show for never doing the the redemption for Rupert arc. Like yes. they never walk that path. You see it happen so many times um, with like the true villains of shows. And it's like, oh, they're, you know, just misunderstood and had a bad day and took it out on everybody or whatever. But mm-hmm. no, they just they no. He's always just a selfish prick. So, mm-hmm. yep, he is flawed through and through. No redemption for him. Uh, the team shows up. Did you think it was weird that they showed up in the bus? <laughs> I mean, yes, but if they're doing it as a team per Isaac's instructions, I feel like it just was his decision to make sure that they all went, that they yeah. would take the team bus. And I mean, he's not the only one. Does is it Beard on the bus too? Yeah. Oh, there. Yeah, Beard's on the bus. Uh, Higgins is on the bus. 
Yeah. Um, the only person not on the bus, I think, is Ted. Is Ted. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it just, uh, it always reminds me, there's an episode, did you watch Parks and Rec? Yes. Okay, there's an episode where Leslie's campaigning mm-hmm. against Paul Rudd's character, mm-hmm. uh, the Sweetums kid, yes. and his dad dies, and yes. they're having a memorial service, and she shows up in the bus. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> uh, it always reminds me of that, uh, so it always kind of just makes me chuckle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I understand the choice, but I, I do agree. It would be a little odd to roll up to a funeral and, like the team bus <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i mean i guess maybe they all don't have cars but like you could have carpooled or something I, I don't know i was just like that is a massive distraction <laughs> yeah no i'm 99 percent sure they all have cars because they all have like massive salaries to blow that's on true cars like <laughs> well uh, but been... some of them buy a lot of shoes maybe they don't you know, they can't afford cars <laughs> Okay, well, well, true. But we do know that Colin drives a pretty yes, nice car. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> he has no idea how to drive. No, mm, but he still drives a pretty nice car. Um, I love Nate, but like Nate making the decisions like I'm not going to say the same thing that everybody else says, but he has nothing prepared. So mm-hmm. he just babbles some nonsense. Gosh, I know. It's like, oh, uh, classic, classic Nate. Um, so, uh, Ted calls Sharon, um, and then, well, that that's like a nothing scene. It's mostly just a funeral until we get to the back and forth. Um, yes. cause we get Rebecca and Keely glaring at the baby, like talking shit. <laughs> I love that everybody's talking shit about this kid. I know. <laughs> poor it, baby. I know. Makes me a little sad. It's not the baby's <laughs> fault. <laughs> When Rupert earlier shows up and she his or her mom goes, What a chubby baby. The baby just starts crying. Oh, so baby. you just fat shamed a baby, mom. <laughs> Congratulations. Um I, I do love the mom. She's like it's she's like the queen of backhanded compliments. I yeah. Every mother though. Um and then Roy and the the apple. Like, oh, yeah, digging back into Keely, man. Oh, God, that I was like, okay, dude, like, that's a little distasteful. Um, but so, uh, we do get uh, interspersed in there somewhere, uh, Sharon showing up to Ted's house, Mm -hmm. uh, which is an absolute mess right oh god it's a wreck i'm like is it always this dirty i feel like this is a new yeah level oh which probably speaks to his mental state yeah that's what i think i i know some people don't conflate those two things but like i'm always my i have a like my best friend uh her name's courtney she has two kids she's chaotic and like she doesn't fold her clothes she barely washes her dishes and like she's not a depressed person but i'm just like your life might be less chaotic if you just took the time out to do those things like once you got everything in order like maybe your life would be less chaotic because then 
you wouldn't spend 45 minutes of your day washing dishes to then cook in them to then just throw them back in the sink or hunting down a pair of socks because you did your laundry, but you never folded anything and put them up or you know, just stuff like that. And she's like, ah, ah, I like it this way. And I'm like, why? <laughs> I mean, in her defense, I can, I can kind of, I can kind of relate to that in a, in a lot of ways. I, I try to, I try to keep up with things, but we, I've also got two kids and a husband to, that that seemed to just mess everything up. It's like you walk into a room and it's like, okay, this this was neat and orderly, and now it's completely destroyed. And I just, I don't have the energy to do this again. <laughs> yeah, I I guess I I just I since I'm not in that situation, it's easy for me to stand outside and be like, well, why don't you put your laundry away? <laughs> I know. I mean, sometimes like I'm not gonna lie, like some nights it's like eight thirty. The kids have been kids, and I'm just like, I'm not folding the fucking laundry. It's clean. I don't care. I'll pull it up. You know, I'm just going to live out of this laundry basket. <laughs> like, whatever, you know? It's, yeah, it's, she she always does. She's like, it's just you. It's a lot easy, easier for you to just look at it and go, I don't understand why you didn't just do it. You're, <laughs> you're not as worn down as I am. Like, also yeah, that's true. Fair. Also true. I, I I will agree with that. Uh, there there are some days when when y- your kids just sort of they, they they just beat you down. <laughs> um. So. However, I do think this is reflective of Ted's mental yeah. state more than anything else. <laughs> in 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 my not defense, but to my point, Ted also lives alone. So exactly. therefore, being that much of a mess, yeah, that should. Either you're working way too much or you're like your mental state is gone because you're just not taking care of anything else around you. Exactly. Um, the scene is really brief, but has maybe it, it's weird to say important, but the most important moment in the Sharon Ted relationship is Ted offering her tea and her going, oh, I hate tea. It tastes like a wet paper bag. And he says, I'll tell you anything. <laughs> I know. I loved that scene. I was like, oh, I forgot. I forgot that she also hated tea. Um, and the there's a Beard and Jane moment that I'm, I don't, I don't want to say feels out of place. But, like, really, I was like, didn't we get enough Beard and Jane in the last episode? Can y'all just cut this scene? But it does help set up for later the fact that you know he's been FaceTiming with her this whole time. Mm Because when it shows him sitting in the pew, like, he has the phone up next to his head so that she can see the funeral, too. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What a bunch of fucking weirdos. I know. I'm, like, he... I know they they very much they they love an open casket they love to watch and I'm like what is wrong with you people I literally don't know what to do with this information right now yeah um like, I'm just saying it creeps me out like I can't <laughs> yeah um I, I'm with you um so uh then we get the scenes of the episode probably like at least from like a comedic to like spiraling into this like huge emotional thing. Cause it starts with Keely and Rebecca 
in this like back room in the church. I guess talking yeah. about Keely's talking about how she used to love to come to church for the confession <laughs> and see how awkward she could make the the vicar or priest or what I don't know the terminology over there make the priest feel. <laughs> yeah, which kind of made me giggle. But yeah, she I'm says. She says something like one time I made him barf and blush at the same time or something like that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, and then uh, Sassy shows up, right? And says uh, she's been sent back here to tell them that they need to lower their voices. <laughs> uh, thus begins the discussion of who is Rebecca shagging? Mm-hmm. Um, to which I, they ramp themselves back up and then Rebecca's mom and Nora show show up to add to the discussion and uh they're all guessing at who she's sleeping with and like literally ask one question is he tall she says yes and Keely guesses Sam um which I had forgotten that she was talking to Keely when she showed oh, yeah. up for her date and Sam was there. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. 100%. So, Which is why I think Keely guessed Sam. Right. I'm, I remember the first time watching it going like, it feels wildly improbable that she could have just guessed Sam. And I thought about it this time. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. They were on the phone mm-hmm. and then texting. And she's like, oh, Sam's here. So, And then nothing after yeah, that. Yep. Yeah, yep. she she specifically mentions that, right? Like she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I like I got no follow up on your date, um, and then you've been like gone, like just you have all these excuses as to why we're not hanging out. So I know something's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and her like so sweet apology to Nora when it's revealed, like. <laughs> It just, uh, it, it made me smile. But Nora is just happy for her. She's just like, boss ass bitch. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was cutesy. <laughs> oh. no. um, and then we get Ted telling uh, Dr. Sharon about dealing with his dad's death. And how he did not go to his dad's funeral. He refused because he thought his dad had just quit on them, on his life, on everything, mm-hmm. which is so like I don't. I'm with you on the I don't like funerals anyway. Um, but like I can't imagine. I don't know if I'd rather regret going to one than regret not going to one. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. As I mean, as much as I hate them, I the, the funeral that is, I don't, I wouldn't skip it. However, I do think the feelings get complicated when you're resentful of the person, basically, like for dying. I Suicide can is very attest to that. I can attest to that. Um, yeah. I mean, my brother didn't kill himself, but. He wasn't doing himself any favors. We don't have to get into it. He was an alcoholic. Um, he didn't stop. And so 
yeah, it gets really, really tough. Especially when you're sitting there listening to people say things that you're like, yeah, that was true sometimes. It wasn't true all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know nobody wants to be like, you don't want to talk about the bad stuff when people die. But it's just like, I don't know. I get really conflicted about it because I'm like, nobody's a good person all the time. You know? No, I know. And I think I think a lot of people fall into the camp of don't don't speak ill of the, the dead. You know what I mean? But I'm yeah. Sometimes I'm like, I I don't know that that's a phrase I fully understand. So, I mean, I, I mean, suicides are particularly hard. I mean, I, uh, all of funerals, in fact, or memorial services, I guess I attended in college were because of suicides. So it is just, it's really hard to like come to terms with that. And then you always wonder, you know, like, what else could I have done? Could I have been a better friend? Could I have been there more? Like, or what did I miss? Like, what should I have seen kind of thing? And it, it gets it gets very complicated very fast. Yeah, a girl I briefly dated in high school uh, killed herself shortly after high school. Oh, and yeah, we hadn't talked in a very long time. But it was really... Yeah, it's upsetting to think like, you know, and and like my brother too. Like again, it's not suicide, but I mean, it's not not really suicide if you're just going to keep drinking. <laughs> you know, when yeah. they're like, "Hey, you keep doing this, you're probably going to kill yourself." Okay, you know. Um and you you just think about like is there anything I could have said? Could I have done something different like you said? Like you know, uh, with the girl from high school, it was just more like, I hate that we ever lost touch. But, I mean, that's what happens. It's it's life. And you only, the sad thing is you only regret it because you know that they're dead. Yeah. And the same thing happened to one of my very best friends from college. I graduated. He was He was dead not a month later. And it was devastating. And it, but part of me was like, you but but you were asking for it like you would brag about like how fast you would ride your motorcycle to get to and from somewhere in like two hours that should take you six and you died in a motorcycle accident i mean like it, it's like you, you brought it yeah. on yourself but it's it's infuriating yeah so i don't know he was an adrenaline junkie and it got him very young <laughs> yeah it's it's just yeah it, it's so upsetting because there's, it's like, because I, like, I did try to have a discussion with my brother about his alcohol drinking. Yeah. And, like, it didn't go well, you know? I'm sure it didn't. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, well, it was either, I mean, we had only just started talking again weeks before he passed away. Um, like, we didn't talk for, like, three months. Um, so yeah, like, and it, it was basically just like, I have to not say anything because otherwise we're just not going to speak. Right. So, cause it's yeah. just a fight. Yeah. So, you know, you can't save people from themselves. You can't, I know. And it's, and it's really, it's a really hard 
pill to to swallow i think yeah. i mean and it's it's kind of a, to a lesser extreme i mean it's kind of the same thing like as a parent it's like you watch your kids like doing all this stuff and you're just like just don't do that i know why you can't do that but they yeah. don't get it because you can't you know save them from themselves they have they have to do it they have to learn like that's the only way it's the same way we were you know same way our parents were but like once you the once it comes a little bit more full circle you're like but just yeah. don't but you can't, i mean it just it doesn't work that way life just doesn't work that way yeah. you just have to hope that the decisions that they make aren't so extreme that you know you know they kill themselves yeah i, I mean i've seen it bits and pieces with my my niece like just the ideas that she's just like, no, I can do that. Like, it's fine. It'll be fine. Or this person is fine. And I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I know you I know you think I'm just being whatever, but, like, I can look at that person and be like, Mm-mm, no. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you just know, you know, 40 years of experience. You're just like, yeah, no, that person's trouble. I can yeah. tell. <laughs> they're yeah. running yeah. their mouth way too much. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that kind of is my kid, though. Also, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, um, that, well, mine is always the kids that talk up, uh, talk themselves up. I'm just like, you yeah. don't want to, like, you don't want to go down that road. Like that, you're gonna wind up in trouble because they think they can get away with anything, <laughs> and they can't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they might be able to. You will get caught. They will leave your ass behind. <laughs> Also true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, watching Ted like go through the emotions about his dad, like oh. it's so it's so complicated because you're just you feel so sad for him, but like also frustrated because it's like yeah, man, I get why as a kid you were like, fuck him for leaving. Yeah. But as an adult, you're just like, Yeah, man, but that was it. That was the last thing. You know, I can't imagine finding somebody. Um, oh God, no, neither can I. Like I said, I, yeah, I have, I, I have friends that have. Uh, fortunately, I never did. But so, what did you think? So all of this is intercut with Rebecca confronting her mom about her dad's infidelity and the fact that she knew about it and never told her and it's all of its intercut to make us at least think i'm i'm pretty sure that rebecca finding her dad cheating and ted's father killing himself literally happened on the same day that is how they make it seem yes i agree um yeah it whether or not it really did, but it did the way the way that they cut it, especially especially in the beginning, the way that they finish the sentences for each other. It's I do think that's what they're trying to lead you to believe, which is really interesting to kind of think about in hindsight, just like the way that that intertwines these characters together. The um, the thing that make, makes me think it it's for sure is that she states it's Friday the 13th, but she doesn't mm-hmm. finish the year. He finishes the year and says, I remember because we were going to watch a marathon of those Jason movies, which Mm -hmm. is what you would do on Friday the 13th as a kid. Yes. 
Yeah, and they say the month. Don't they say the month at some point? I, I think say, so. I want to say they said September, but I could be wrong. Um, anyway, but yeah, it was it was very specific, and especially the places that they cut it 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 tells a complete coherent story from the perspective of two different people about two completely different events but the parallels are just wild is very well written very very well edited kudos to the director i guess whoever is in charge of that it's a fine line to walk because it can feel too coincidental i don't think it does but in this instance you know if you if you really drill down there's a lot of things with the people in your life like that you meet later in life that are weirdly coincidental man it's true and also like i was having this conversation with someone the other day and it's like our kid like because you know we've got kids they're they're in elementary school some are going into middle school and it's like their whole life revolves around these kids that they're around now and fast forward and my daughter just turned seven 30 some odd years and i'm like who do i talk to on a regular basis that i went to school with in second grade in third grade literally no one middle school is as far back as i go I I don't know. I don't that I reg, that I regularly speak to and hang out with not a single soul. I have people that I am still like connected to if you will because of social media and the internet. But like for the longest time like one of my best friends from high school, we did get together on a very regular basis and then we had kids she didn't have kids and so we just kind of drifted up Part. And now we haven't, I mean, we, you know, I probably need to reconnect with her, but you know, that for me, that was like one of like the older real friendships that I still had. And even that one's gone. I mean, I, I, I don't talk to anybody from college aside from like fi- catching up on Facebook. Like that's it. Yeah. It's just wild to like, think of that because it feels so important and like, so in the moment, like at that time, but then, like, as your life kind of continues on and as you just move through these different phases of your life and people just kind of, like, come and go and, like, you just don't you don't even, like, really, like, think about it. And it's just like, oh, wow, I haven't talked to that person. I wonder how they're doing. And it's been, like, 10 years. And it's like, weird, you know, like, this is wild to me. I, I, I had I a on this time, tangent, but... <laughs> I had a really good friend from high school. Uh, I mean, she was probably my best friend. We don't speak now. Uh, things went a little sideways um, about a year ago. Um, but, I, like, I just realized some things. I'm like, oh, this person is an absolute narcissist. And it's taken me 25 years to be like, oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> like, geez. Yeah. Um, really started coming into focus when I moved back down to Columbus. And after having been away for so long, um, like five years, uh, like being back in it, like you start seeing things different. Yeah. And, um, but, uh, anyway, uh, I forget where I was going with that, but like she, she was very like, if we don't talk or hang out once a week, like we're not really friends. 
And like that's such a fucked up mentality to have for an adult to have. Like she was yeah. also with she also didn't have kids. Um, but like she felt that way about her people, her quote friends with children. Like they're not my real friends that, you know, because they don't make time for me. And I'm like, they they're married with kids. <laughs> like they don't make time oh, for anything. <laughs> Can, like, I, can I just tell you how hard it is to to ha- to maintain a, a friendship and actually hang out with people that are not your husband or your children? It's very and, difficult. Yeah. And, <laughs> Why I podcast, hang out with people <laughs> virtually. At least until they're, you know, of age to mostly have a semblance of their own life. Like, yes, and, and that's in like that. the late teens. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. You're a decade or more away from that. Oh God, so. please, please don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I kind of felt like that for a long time, but as I got older and was around more people with children, like I began to understand that. Like, yeah, I do get my feelings hurt about shit like that, but also. Yeah, man, I don't have two small beings at home, like, screaming for my attention or mm-hmm. arguing with me over the dumbest shit possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. or, like, uh, crying, having a literal breakdown because I asked them to brush their teeth mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or, like, any of that stuff. And it's just like, yeah, you could keep that, man. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm good. I understand why you had to cancel plans. <laughs> Yeah, fun fact, I brushed a screaming toddler's teeth tonight. She was very unhappy that I was brushing her teeth, but it needed to get done. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, my my littlest, one of my little nephews does that. Like, he's, well, he's about to be six, and he still does not. Like, he, he just has a, like, a total meltdown about brushing his teeth. And I'm just like, buddy, let me tell you, cavities fucking suck, man. Like, it sucks. It hurts. It's extremely painful. Like, and I know you can get them even if you brush your teeth, but like, just do what you can do, man. <laughs> it's, it really sucks. <laughs> just try. I know. I, I can have that conversation with my older one. And she's honestly, she's really good about stuff like that. But like the little one, no. I mean, and you can't, you can't reason with a almost two year old. She'll be two nope. in 11 days. <laughs> but God. God, I can't believe her birthday is in 11 days. Oh, my God. So, speaking of parent-child relationships, uh, that whole intercut thing, we get, like, Rebecca's, you know, telling her mom the truth, and her mom tells her, well, I knew. I knew all along, but he always came back, and I loved him, so I just let it go. And Rebecca's like, I, I couldn't let it go. I hated him, and... Like, uh, I hate you for letting him treat you that way. Yeah. Oh, Which is God. so rough, man. It is. And I, like, I, I, I kind of, like, love that reaction. But also, like, I'm kind of surprised that she wasn't more mad that, like she like that she felt like she had to carry this like burden this secret for so long that wasn't really a secret i think yeah i think i would have had a harder time being if i were in rebecca's shoes i would have had a harder time being the bigger person and recognizing that and instead of her saying i hate you for letting him do that I would have said I hate you for not telling me that and letting me live with this all these years 
yeah i'm i'm with you like uh, that's that me too <clears throat> like uh you know i would have a much easier time understanding uh maybe because i'm one of those people like it takes a lot like a lot for me to cut you out of my life a yeah. lot <laughs> like i am <laughs> like it's it's clinical <laughs> like a therapist <laughs> would be like seriously dude fucking block these people like they're just they're not helping you they're only hurting you um but i mean it takes a lot uh not well unless you're hurting somebody i love then it's real easy um but like you know it it, like my sister my brother uh my friends like it, it takes a lot for me to just be like i'm walking away from this i have a much easier time understanding you loved him he didn't treat you well, but you loved him. And it's hard to walk away from that. I've, I would have a fucking horrible time reconciling. I had to carry this around my entire life. Mm-hmm. And all it would have taken was a conversation with you for you to come to me and be like, I, I know your dad's not the best person. I know he runs around on me, but I love him anyway. And, you know, and I guess I can kind of see it from her mom's point of view. Like, if her mom didn't know that Rebecca knew those things, um, which I'm guessing she didn't know that she she found. Yeah, she she wouldn't have known that she found him. I get that. But, like. I'm surprised Rebecca kept it secret all these years. Yeah. I I feel like I'd have said something. I don't know. Maybe not. Especially as I got older. Especially as I got older. With their. Because she alludes to, in a previous episode, their constant, like, make-up, break-up marriage shit. Like, I would, as I got older, I would have been like, you know what? He runs around on you. You let him. And then you go back to him. And I don't want to deal with this shit anymore. (laughs) So Yeah, I know. I am surprised that, 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 that it never came up. But it does become clear in this episode that neither one of them ever, ever brought it up or, like, acknowledged it. Like, I mean, even if, like her mom had at one point of all the times because it sounded like there were many 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 times where she shows up on Rebecca's doorstep quote leaving her father like if wouldn't she have mentioned I really think he's cheating on me or the reason I'm here is he's cheating on me I I, you know I'm surprised I guess I'm kind of surprised that didn't come up when she shows up in a previous episode she says something akin to your father's being terrible again or your father made a mistake again or something like that which i feel like like abusive though yeah could be interpreted in so many different ways but like if you're rebecca and you know what you know why wouldn't you interpret it as he he had a he got caught you know you know running around with somebody well well she probably did but maybe she didn't I get the feeling that she thinks her mom's not all, mm-hmm. not like that she's not all there, but that she's so flighty that she wouldn't pick up on something like that. And she feels like she couldn't, knowing that her mom still loves her dad because she keeps going back time and time again, that she couldn't break that news to her. Yeah, I can see that. And and what I'm realizing just now is that all of these things are avoided with two basic principles honesty and communication 
also true. <laughs> like, nobody's being honest and nobody's communicating. And hence we have this situation where Rebecca is telling her mom, I hate you because I've had to live with this and you let him treat you that way. Yeah. So, um, and her, uh, her mom says two really interesting, wonderful things that like, again, I don't think her mom's the best person, but I wish to God I was as emotionally mature and well-adjusted as this woman, because assuming that she's not a complete and total psychopath with no feelings at all, <laughs> she she says to her, uh, one, I'm glad to hear that you hate me. All these years, I thought you felt nothing for me, and I would rather you hate me than feel nothing, basically. And the other is what's more important, being loving or being right. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I uh, don't live up to either one of those statements. <laughs> I, I, I got to say, like, I know it's not the I know it's not the right choice, but most of the time in my case, it seems to me to be more important to be right. Because uh, yeah. when when I'm right. I can't really let it go and I will <laughs> drive people away from me because I'm like, we're going to talk about me being right and you're going to own up to it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I do feel this. I do. So, yeah, <laughs> it's it's not great for relationships. No, none of it is. No, no, it's not. But you know what? Nobody's perfect. And the at the end of the day, we do have to remember that. It's a TV show, and it. I do love that they put this out there for, like, us to consume and, like, internalize and, like, understand that this is the healthy response. I just don't know that it's the human response, if that makes right. sense. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's the thing of, like, we're all going to, part of the time, if not most of the time, respond the wrong way. Mm -hmm. immediately oh yeah that's when it takes the the like the forgiveness of the other people to try to step in and go okay well i see where you're coming from but like that's also difficult to do and like uh -huh. it just compounds and you have all the fucked up relationships that most of us have mm -hmm. yes mm -hmm. um so uh, Rebecca is tasked with giving a eulogy, which is something she was adamant against, but still does. Um, mm -hmm. We we had uh, when my brother's uh, uh, headstone finally came in, it took like nine months. We had like a graveside kind of thing. And the guy that was supposed to come give the not a eulogy, but to to. Uh, it was a pa our youth pastor. He got the date wrong, wasn't there. And I, I was asked several times to speak and I adamantly refused, <laughs> like just adamantly. It's like, nope, I can't do that. Yeah, I can't do it. Mostly because of the, the dilemma that Rebecca has, mm. like the, like, especially at that point in time, she's having all of these, like, resentful emotions about her dad. And you do not want to get up there and say all of these things yeah. that, like, 
might be true and you might feel or have felt at some point in your life. But it's like, I don't feel that right now, man. And so she sings a Rick Astley song. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, well, that's one way to do it, I suppose. If you have no words, just break into song. <laughs> um, and Ted, who is fresh off his session with... Uh, the doc that we haven't really discussed mostly because I was worried about if I talk about it too much, I'll just start crying. Mm. Um, uh, I do like how they end the session where he's like, uh, I don't know if this is illegal or not, but can I have a hook? Yeah, I know. I love that touch. Um, and during the hug, he says, are, are you going to charge me for this? Of course. <laughs> And she says, and the house call. <laughs> uh, I think his response is like, I, re- I admire your integrity or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it's something along the lines of, this isn't what he said, but like, I wouldn't respect you if you didn't or something like that. Yeah. I think you're right. I think he says something about her integrity. Yeah. Um, it, it's such a, a funny cap on such a like extremely emotional scene. Oh, God. Um, Oh, cut back and forth. Yeah. Um. So he show he finally shows up. Um. And I'm glad that it was him because I I feel like the easy thing to do would have been to have Sam do it because mm-hmm. you have that relationship that you're kind of sort of building, yes. but you you have you already have that Ted Rebecca friendship and it's become so solid and so supportive that him showing up and doing that it's just so sweet and so wonderful yeah I liked it I thought it was a nice touch I agree I'm glad it was Ted I think it made the most sense in the moment especially since he was late and I feel like he probably also felt like he needed to this could sound weird but like contribute something yeah (laughs) I love when he when so when it it lets out and then of course Rupert has his moment with them where he returns all the shares because uh, like not that it isn't a nice quite nice thing to do or slash the right thing to do since it was fucked up to do anyway Mm -hmm. um but, like, again, dude, you're showing up to this woman's father's funeral and making the show about you. Yep. <laughs> like. <laughs> yep. Well, that's the, what, you know, that's what Rupert does. The right thing to do if you're going to do it would have been to quietly do it, not make a spectacle of it, even if it's only for five people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Rupert can't do that. He needs the acknowledgement. <laughs> and then Ted apologizing And Rebecca's mom says Why you didn't kill him <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that line God that's funny <laughs> uh, Her mom man uh, uh, So uh, d- Did I tell you that she's also The mother for the kids in succession I don't I, I don't think I understand this sentence Okay, there's a show on HBO, sorry, called Succession that everybody fucking talks about that just ended oh, like three months ago. Seen this. 
Uh, I yeah. don't, also don't have HBO. Anyway, <laughs> I I weirdly watched the finale. I've never seen an episode of the show, oh. um, and uh, I, I watched it with Spencer. <laughs> I watched it with Spencer and Katie because they're obsessed with the show. And I was like, I watched the finale, and she showed up, and I was like, That's Rebecca's mom from Ted Lasso. And they're like, well, That's their mom too. I'm like, This is fucking weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're like, They're what? <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, she's also the mother on a show called Succession that was wildly popular on HBO. Anyway, I love her. <laughs> My goal is to be as emotionally healthy <laughs> as she seems to be on this show. Right. <laughs> so I, I, I've tried. My fr- two or three friends have tried very hard to get me to read Brene Brown stuff, and her mentioning Brene Brown. <laughs> On the show was what finally got me to be like, okay. Spencer even gifted me a book. I think I talked about it. And I was like, eh, I'll probably read it eventually. But we started doing this and she mentioned Brene Brown. And I was like, I'm going to read that book. <laughs> nice. I think we have talked about this. I also have a Brene Brown book sitting on my on my bookshelf that my mother gave me. Um, it's supposed to be extremely good. I... I, I will admit I have I have I have never read it. I, I do I do want to though. It's not that I don't want to read it. Um, I I've really enjoyed the one I'm reading. I I had to take a month and a half long break while I moved because I just couldn't fit yeah. in anything except moving. Um, but uh, I started reading it at work and people are like, "What are you reading?" <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm digging that. Um, all right. So uh, post funeral we have. I guess the memorial service, which is again also like I, I'm with you on this. Can we do the just the one thing? Like, yeah, a weddings. I kind of understand it's a like all day affair. I get it. You're yeah. celebrating, but like funerals that are are like not even not all day necessarily, but half a day, like. You know, oh, it's like a whole thing. Yeah. You have, to, you have to. Well, I mean, and they don't even show like a, a, a or at least a tradition that I've always been a part of is that you have you have to have the wake beforehand, which is yep. visitation hours and the family has to be there. And that's the opportunity for people to come and say their goodbyes. And that's before the day of the service. And then you have then you because you have like a whole then you've got the whole service. And then after then you got to go to the gravesite and you got to bury the damn person. And then you, then after that, it's a whole procession back to someone's fucking house, wherever the goddamn reception is. And everybody brings you food. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. And I'm like, can we just can we just move on? It's like yeah. a whole thing. I hate funerals at ryan's funeral like we did most of those things yeah the things that is weird it sounds weird to say enjoy but i'll say the things that gave me the most peace yeah involved not 50 or 60 other people it was like my cousins from oklahoma we went to like uh panera bread and like hung out and like talked and laughed and like that was great. Um, like little things, but, but like the the big things, the the uh, yeah, the church service, and then did we do? I I can't remember. I don't think we did a graveside. Um, oh, I've done a couple of them. Yeah, uh, me too. Uh, I was I was glad we didn't do it for Ryan. Um, but uh, uh. 
yeah, it, it was it just was so just like it's too much, man. Like I know it was my brother and like they're there paying their respects and maybe my mom and my sister-in-law felt differently, but like after like an hour, I was like, I just want to go home, man. Like, can we just like go home and like hang out and talk? Like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> it's so, it's just too much. Um, that's also because we're introverts and we don't yeah. do well with people. <laughs> um, people in general are exhausting. Top, top, top on top of that, put all of like your grief and all of these things, and you have to be on and around people and interacting and. It's just, it's a whole thing. And I think maybe that's why I hate funerals. I just, I, I can't, like, it's just so exhausting. I have maybe, never been more exhausted in my life than a goddamn <laughs> funeral. Maybe we all just need a Danny in pink slippers at, our, <laughs> at yes. the service to help us better and, like, appreciate things. Yes. That's the bit that I love that gets carried through the whole episode. Also, he has the same size feet as Rebecca, which I don't know who it like is a, is it an insult to anybody? B if it is an insult or not an insult, but you know, like a dig or whatever, who is it to? Does Rebecca have big feet? Does Danny have little feet? I I'm like, I don't know where we're going with this. It's funny, but I don't know if it's like a joke about Rebecca having big feet or Danny having small feet. Plus, he's wearing pink slippers. <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, you know, in in general, Hispanic men tend to be on the smaller side. And we know that Rebecca's a very tall woman, so she's probably got a bigger shoe size. So I just, I, I find it believable and hysterical that yeah. they look the same size. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it would be like a, a joke that Danny is a size, like, 10 and Rebecca's also like a nine and a half or 10. Exactly. So, because neither one of those are like 10's a little large for a women's shoe, and 10 is somewhat considered smaller for or, or nine. I'm a nine and a half 10. So, I know that's considered somewhat small for a men's shoe. Yeah. So, um, especially a sports uh, player, an athlete, or any like. Anybody I know that's ever played any kind of sport, they all wear like size twelves. <laughs> oh, so. I know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but you know what? My shoes are cheaper than theirs. <laughs> so also true. Yeah. Those bigger sizes, they're hard to find and they're more oh, expensive. My brother in law wears like a size fourteen. Oh, it cost him like two hundred dollars for a pair of shoes. God, that's wild. A friend of mine told me the other day her husband's like ungodly tall like i want to say he's like six seven or something ridiculous he wears a size 18 good god man right i literally put my foot next to it it's like a clown shoe for me yeah yeah i was like holy cow that's huge is that not wild oh man um so rebecca wants to break it off with sam uh <laughs> which so heartbreaking. I know. I forgot that this affair was so short-lived that it really didn't yeah. leave this episode. I I don't know why. I guess I thought maybe because it did kind of carry over from the previous episode and then we had the weird beard episode in between. I just, I didn't realize that th this episode, they basically like admitted to the affair for a few, that they had been going on for what, I guess just a few weeks and then ended it on the same day. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I know it comes good. comes back up later because Ted has a fun comment about Sam and Rebecca oh, um, and the yeah. whole Cheers thing. But, uh, yeah, it is very, very short-lived. I think it just lingers for the rest of the season. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, to be fair, we also only have two more episodes. Um, True. So, uh, she does break it off with him in a closet. But before that, we get this fun, weird, Keely, Jamie, Roy thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Uh, Jamie owns up to the fact that he's still in love with Keely. She's part of the reason he wanted to come back and like good on him for at least acknowledging that, Hey, I know this isn't the right way to say it. It's not the right time to do it, but we're at a funeral and I can't stop thinking about it. I'm still in love with you. I want to be the better person you always saw in me, mm-hmm. which rocks her. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even get to take two breaths And then Roy's just like Hey I was being a dick earlier I'm really sorry Funerals fuck me up because of my grandfather I I love you very much And I just want you to know that <laughs> It's just like What? <laughs> like I, want, I need to go home and go to bed <laughs> Right seriously The beginning of the triangle Mm-hmm <laughs> Um, and then, uh, we get the, the Sam and Rebecca in the closet thing, which is very sweet and then heartbreaking. Yes. I you break poor Sam's heart, man. Oh, it's so hard. Sam's so sweet. And the, I don't it's upsetting to me because I have also had someone say Something similar to me That's mm. basically like I have a lot of feelings for you But it scares me And I need to figure that out And then That was the end of it And mm. it's just like that. That's fucked up man Yeah I know That Yeah I, I agree I, I'm trying to think I don't think I've quite been in that situation I've definitely kind of been like the other way around of having like more feelings and than the other person did so the other person like kind of broke it off kind of thing um but it yeah I haven't been in that situation where either I've done it or someone else has said I don't I need to figure out what how I feel about this because yeah I feel too strong I'm like is that is that really a thing sometimes I yeah. wonder if that's just a line like right right like yeah. it, it's it's it would it would be less upsetting to hear like you're way more into me than I am into you and like I can appreciate that but like I don't want to lead you on so I, I don't think we can see each other anymore like that's still upsetting but I yeah. can kind of understand that do not understand have all these emotions and feelings for you and that scares me so I think it might be too much and I need to figure that out and I'm like doesn't that mean we're on the same page <laughs> yeah that's kind of like what I would think be like what isn't this like a good thing but I guess not I don't know yeah it's it's 
<laughs> I can attest it's really upsetting to hear that. And then to like, in my case, eventually see them like almost six months later, marry somebody and be oh, like, geez. what the fuck? <laughs> like, so not only did I not even get a fair shot, but then like six months later, you're married to somebody. And wild. Yeah. Um, she was a difficult person. Um, and <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I won't tell tales out of school, but, uh, um, I, I know, so I know some things now that put that into perspective, but that's not my story to tell. Yeah. Um, Fair. but, uh, yeah, it's, it's so upsetting. Like, you know, like, I, I don't know. I feel so bad for Sam in that moment. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I just said it's it was just heartbreaking for him. Uh, so everyone leaves, makes their way out, uh, and we get to end the episode on this really sweet moment. Uh, I mean, there's some other stuff in there. Ted's reunion with Sassy, mm-hmm. which we see a glimpse of. Um, but then really we get to end on this moment with Rebecca and her mom after the, it's such a nice reconciliation. And again, proof of like, I know it's fictional, but (laughs) proof of her mom's ability to bounce back from these things, you know, or maybe it's just because you're a mother. Like I know I've screamed. I hate you at my mom. I know I have. Oh, I know I have too. Um, I can't imagine saying it as an adult and her dealing with it the way she dealt with it when I was a child. Also true. I feel like there's a strong difference between me saying that when I was a kid versus like now. Yeah. Um, but she, she took it in stride, took it as like, I hate you, but you know it. It's a it's that hate that comes from that can only happen because you love somebody so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and we end with them going through this like box of memories. Would really like to know if those are her pictures mm. and and video. That brief video we see of her in a. A bowl? <laughs> Isn't yes. that what she says? Yes. Swimming in a bowl? <laughs> yes. I know. That's a that's a good question. I don't know. Because sometimes they do that and sometimes they don't. So I don't know. I, yeah. I, I would be interested to know. Um, And we, we end ultimately on a Rickroll, which yep. uh, <laughs> couldn't fucking ask for a better way to end this episode. The whole fucking episode is a Rickroll. <laughs> I know. I know. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, just a way to cap it off. It just made me laugh. Um, to which her mom says, well, that's not him. That's somebody else. And she goes, no, that's him. He goes, I thought he was black. <laughs> no. Which uh, is exactly the kind of thing a mom would say. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. That just made me giggle. Um, but yeah, such a fucking fantastic episode, man. Uh, I've watched it twice in the last week and cried both times. I know. I, I like in the beginning, it's kind of like funny and just like 
kind of kind of cute and then it very quickly it gets really heavy and i was like oh i forgot this all happened oh no yeah. oh no <laughs> um so favorite joke has mine is a hundred percent because i love a recurring bit like <laughs> i know it's annoying and, and i but i fall in the school of like after the third time it's it's like okay we're done but fourth and fifth time it's like it's not funny anymore but then like the sixth time it's really funny so <laughs> the shoe thing is really fucking funny to me <laughs> the shoe thing was really really pretty funny um I, I i just because it stands out to me so much i have to go with sassy's whole thing between her and rupert <laughs> yeah. that is capped off with fuck off and die rupert i just i love it <laughs> yeah i love sassy um so uh we're gonna talk about a little bit of spoilers for season uh three mm-hmm. um and the rest of this season too because this will come specifically something they'll come to play the next episode i believe um and it's all nate stuff so yep. uh nate wants to be a tiger to eat his enemies right. um <laughs> like that's the thing that definitely happens <laughs> holy shit yeah i was like oh wow this is a scene that i did not recognize the significance (coughs) of because well you don't know what you don't know um yeah what else do you want to talk about i've got three distinct scenes i want to bring up with him uh there's a very clear shot of the picture yes on ted's dresser i yes i saw it because this is something it was it was a sticking point for me. I finished season two and I immediately texted you because I was livid. And you're like, well, <laughs> hold on. And this was one of the things that you talked about, about we knew where the picture was and why it was where it was. And I I either just didn't pick up on it the first time through um, because I only watched it the one time. But I noticed it. I was like, <gasps> there's the picture yeah (laughs) it's like okay (laughs) and it seems like such a small thing but like when you're feeling the way nate's feeling and like that gift was purely from the heart like oh yeah because it's it's just a frame and a picture and like like there's nothing to it it's not something you sought out and like oh i saw this and i kind of thought of you like it's straight up just from the heart and so for nate to not see it um in his mind that's like you didn't even fucking care man yeah okay so here's though the thing and i we're probably gonna talk about this again but the thing the thing with the picture is because it's such a heartfelt gift wouldn't it be odd for Ted to have that in his office? Yes. Thank you. Okay. And I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing that Ted never corrects him on that. Like, Okay. I was about to ask. I was like, does, the, does it ever come back? Do they ever talk about it? Does Ted ever tell him what happened? Because the series is over and I don't think that ever happened. Nope. Uh, that does bother me. I'm not gonna lie. That bothers me. I, th- I needed that. I needed that closure between the two of them. And I know we get other closure uh, clearly, but I just it bothers me. From Ted's point of view, I think he would see it as 
making him feel guilty for the way that he feels. And I understand that. Like, because his feelings are valid. Like, Ted very much understands why he feels the way he feels. And he doesn't want to make him feel guilty for having felt that way. Because then you have to carry that around. That can also lead to just more resentment. And just self-hatred, you know? He's like, it's better that he think that of me than hate himself for having ever thought that of me. Yeah. Okay. Um, Which I know is a bit of a mind fuck, but, um, but it's also very good. Yeah. I've, I've done that. Like I've done that thing where somebody on both sides where I've said, I gave you this and like, like it, it just, it's like it, it didn't even matter to you. I feel like you just threw it in the trash only to find out that like, Oh, well, like I keep it on my nightstand or like something like that. And like, Oh, well, I feel like a dickhead now or uh, been the person, somebody said something like that to me and me being on, well, actually, if you need to know, this is where it's at or the, you know, and then I've made them feel bad for having said that. Um, and it's all just terrible. So, yeah, there's kind of no good way around that. I get that. Yeah. Um, and the the other one is Keeley fixing his tie. Oh, okay. I have another one to bring up. A fourth one then. Okay. Uh, the Ke- Keeley fixing his tie will definitely. I'm almost 100 percent sure it's the next episode. Yes, um, the black suit. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, that's right. This because that whole scene is. Uh, uh, she's like, oh, is that the suit Ted bought for you? And, yes. you know, it, they make fun, kind of make fun of him for Ted having bought his suit and all of that stuff. Um, and so that comes into play. Uh, that sets the groundwork for the next episode. Um, but what did you have? Rupert. Rupert speaks to Nate um, at, as they're, as he's. That's like right. That's and I'm right. Like, what did he say? I, it's mm-hmm. in the background but i was tracking it because like nate was there and i was like someone oh my god rupert is talking to him i was like what is he saying i i swear to god he's laying the seeds for everything i mean you're probably not wrong because all all it takes is planting those those seeds like somebody outside your circle like because you don't want to believe that these people that you love and trust undervalue you but if you kind of have felt that way your whole life like unseen and undervalued Mm -hmm. and somebody outside that circle steps in and just falsely confirms those feelings it's really easy to just start like it's a snowball man like yeah and it could even have been as simple as rupert congratulating him on Mm-hmm. It, this comes back into play but his his false the, his false nine the false nine yep. maneuver that he pulled and you know it could have even have been as simple as that but to nate that's affirming because rupert is kind of like a hero to him who didn't know who he was when he was the kit man had no freaking clue yep. like didn't acknowledge him given time of day and now he's paying him a compliment yep like i feel like that would go so far with that character mm-hmm hundred yeah. percent. I forgot about that. Um, yes. I clocked yeah. that. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, yeah, lots of lots of like subtle Nate things in this episode, which is weird because he is not a, a, a remotely big part of this episode. He mm-hmm. has a couple of lines, um, mm-hmm. and you know it's mostly him just being the butt of jokes. So, oh, but he has a big part in the next two. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, two two episodes, man. Two uh, like I'll say this: season two does end. Like, which is maybe why I was uh, like season three was the beginning was so rough for me because I've rewatched this so much. Um, despite the Nate stuff, which upset a lot of people, season yeah. two does end with like three banger like episodes, mm-hmm. uh, like just emotional ups and downs and some great comedic beats and like all of this like chaos. Um, Especially in the next episode with the the Keeley thing, um, yeah, it, it's yeah. I'm thinking all the Sam stuff. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. We we have two episodes. We haven't even gotten to like that really. It just feels like it feels like these arcs were longer, and I think that's the danger of being able to to binge stuff because you get kind of caught up in the moment because the episodes themselves are longer. They're now like legitimately going to stretch to the hour mark. No problem. But like it just, I forget that all of this happens over the course of just one episode. It just, it feels the universe. Like if this makes sense, feels more expansive and more time does pass. It's like, Yes, we're watching this for like 45 minutes to an hour, but it's the course of several days, maybe weeks in the case of this episode. And especially in the in the next episodes, I feel like more, you know, more time does pass throughout the, the course of the episode. And so I feel like on a rewatch, I'm like, God, how did all of this happen in just one episode? I just I don't remember tracking that, but it's because of the way I watched it, I think. so. Yeah, because we haven't even met Edwin Kufo. Uh, Right. That's next episode. I'm pretty. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Midnight train to uh, Royston. Yep. Uh. Which is so. Yeah. It's so weird that how much stuff is going to get crammed into the next two episodes. Um. But it's two good fucking like three great episodes. Like which is nice coming off an episode that. Again, I don't want to say I hate, but like I ju- I just skip it. <laughs> so. It's- I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it, it's kind of one of those that almost should be like pulled out and like tacked on to the end of the series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, I hate to in say In case that you way. ever wondered what happened when Beard fucked off and did his own thing, here it is. <laughs> yeah. The only it's thing. It's like a DVD extra. <laughs> yeah, I know. I will say the only thing it does a good job of is solidifying his relationship with Jane, which does yeah. um into bigger play so yeah you're right you're right uh, um okay so that's uh episode 10 of ted lasso man we did it and we're back to somewhat normal although uh, uh we can talk about it off air but next friday i have a birthday party so <laughs> oh, okay. we might uh uh have to figure out next weekend uh for recording and i know your schedule is about to get wonky too so my my schedule is about to get weird i'll tell you for sure i cannot do next saturday (laughs) and then the but the weekend the week weekend after that it's fine it doesn't matter and the 
Friday after that, uh, we're, we'll be back to recording Legends. So I did squeeze some Legends episodes in. We're doing a season three rewatch. Um, and then really it's Labor Day weekend. Like I, I'm completely out of pocket for Dragon Con. So, yeah. Um, you know, it, it, uh, we'll get there. Um, and then, then we're on to season three. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I think, but I think, yeah, every other, we should be able to work things out the next few weeks if, if that works for you. So, um, good deal. Well, uh, hopefully we'll find time to record next weekend. Yeah. Um, cause, uh, at least before we take any more extended breaks, maybe we could finish season two. Um, I again, know. my fault, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> You know, um, all right, so go check out things I'm doing over at xwingfiles.com. Uh, right now, it's not much talking about secret invasion, wasn't a lot of fun, guys. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. Maybe you could skip it, uh, it kind of just ruins at least one character. Um, oh, no, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, not real happy, but uh, uh, anyway, yeah, secret invasion over on Marvel Fanfare. Of course, Adam and I do our thing every uh, week on Nurture and Everything. Just talked about Ninja Turtles, which was fun. Um, been talking about Barbie and Oppenheimer. We talked a little bit about that last week. So both movies, uh, all three movies, everybody should go see. So, uh, yeah, go check all that stuff out. <laughs> I'll get there eventually. And if you're interested to find some more of me, you can find me over on the Tomorrow's Legends podcast, uh, where we're about to embark on a Legends Season 3 rewatch. Um, if you wanted to hear all of our thoughts on all things Legends, you've got all that over there, including the Season 1 and Season 2 rewatches. We did not start with Season 3, I promise. <laughs> it's just been a few years since we've had to do one. <laughs> And uh, what else do we talk about? Superman and Lois, uh, which will continue with season four. And uh, we talked about next year. <laughs> I know. Right. Oh, my gosh. And then uh, we also talked all about Stargirl while it had its run. So if any of those interest you, you can hit up our back catalog or join us for the rewatch. Um, yeah, I, I've I've recently gotten back into buying mm -hmm. uh, physical media. And oh. I've discovered that there are uh, complete series sets for uh, a lot of things. I didn't realize that there were. So oh. Legends is on my radar to get the complete series Blu-ray set. It's surprisingly affordable. Yeah, I mean, it's seven seasons. That's a yeah. lot. It's well over 100 episodes. Yeah, it's, uh, I think, what did I look at? I think well, it was like. well over, but. I think it was like 70 bucks for the complete series Blu-ray on Amazon. It's really not bad. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's really good for how many episodes there are. And honestly, over the course of that whole series, like, I don't think you could fill a full season with episodes that I'm just like, eh, about. Like, yeah, they were all, they were, they, they had a few like downers. There were a couple of seasons that, we didn't vibe with as well, but for the most part, there's always redeeming bits about all of the season. So I, I do hate, like, I, I don't know if you've seen the complete series box set artwork. It It's, it's the big fluffy bear thing. No. Yeah. I, I, I was like, that's so. what you put on the complete series set. Like that. <laughs> like, was it going to cost money to put pictures of the cast on there? Like what the fuck? <laughs> 
Probably. <laughs> also, I can see them doing that as like, I don't know what it was. The writers loved Bebo and it was like a whole thing. I absolutely hated that. That, oh, and that's the season three finale. God damn it. <laughs> I didn't hate it. But it's a weird thing for it to it's be the cover weird. of your complete series set. <laughs> and it's like, it's a big deal in like, it's a big deal in season three. And then it's just kind of like funny jokes after that, which I was yeah. okay. I was okay with having it come back and be burned alive or come back as like Gary's socks or an ugly Christmas sweater. I'm pretty sure all of those things happened at one point. Um, but like, at, to, to like have it be like the thing that you're, like it's not the defining the moment series? of the show. <laughs> no, Jesus. If anything, put Gideon on there. She's yeah. like the defining moment of the entire damn show. Oh, man. He even settle for Rip Hunter, even though he dies in season three. Spoilers. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I, if anybody but, cares, no one's probably. Does, but does he die? <laughs> They're time travelers. I feel like it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I was a Rip apologist. I swore up and down he was not really dead. I swore that he would come back, and he never did. Yeah, uh, I think the actor was, I uh, forget his oh, name, but I Arthur think he Darville. was, yeah, I think he was just done. <laughs> oh, he was very done. So was Wentworth Miller. Yeah. Uh, which is a shame because. Such a shame. Wentworth Miller is so good. Like that oh, dude God. is so talented, man. Mm-hmm. Like so unbelievably talented. He is a fantastic writer, an excellent director and a damn good actor who only gets remembered not not saying that he didn't do a good job in legends but like in legends and prison break he's specifically playing like kind of stoic characters yeah. and has not really required to do much other than look badass <laughs> so oh, yeah which also he does quite well yeah he say. does <laughs> so <laughs> um but yeah like if you're like if you're ever curious about anybody in that cast Deep dive on Wentworth Miller, man. That mm-hmm. it's it's like finding out that um what's his name that played oh no even better it's like finding out that uh Ivan Drago uh the mm-hmm. Russian from Rocky is like a college professor or like a he has like a degree in some science I forget what it is and you're like Dolph Lundgren <laughs> like <laughs> no, it's that like, guy <laughs> yeah or finding out that Blossom is really a legit yeah. <laughs> biologist and like neuroscientist or whatever the goofy character she plays on the Big Bang Theory is her in real life <laughs> yeah it's just like Wild. so strange to be like oh shit I thought they were just this one-dimensional person and like oh no Wentworth Miller man is like like brilliant in 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 the the dramas area like he's just oh. unbelievably talented so anyway that was a little rant but uh yeah go go check all that out i might have to do the rewatch with you guys it's on max right i have no idea where it is oh I... you you just told me you don't have hbo so nope but i do have uh copies of uh I have a way of watching it. (laughs) (laughs) I can give you my Max login. If it's not on Max, I think it's on Netflix. I know Netflix had them for a while, but the rights get touchy. I I think think everything expired, but I I don't know. Check check Netflix. I think it's where it was. I don't know if it's where it still is, Um, but it would make sense that it went to Max uh, after all the CW Discovery, Warner Brothers, whatever all this shake up merger whatever is so 
Um, so yeah, uh, go do that and we will see you guys soon. Thanks for coming to our TED Talk. Bye.